You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Hey, welcome to Sick Biz Buzz. I'm your host, Hillary Jastrom. Sick Biz Buzz is the only podcast dedicated to helping chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs. And we're the only one out there in the entire universe, in all the universes, in fact. Let's give a quick shout out today to the Good Men Project for supporting us in all our endeavors, making the ability to give back that much more simple, that much easier, while they're massively improving our reach to help even more people, which is the coolest thing in the whole world. I want to invite you to come on over to sickbiz.com as well. Check out the new content we have going up regarding life, hacks, hope, support, and resources for chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs. And lest I forget, freelance workers. We are the global hub for people living with this reality. We continue to grow our offerings every single day so that no matter what, you can get the support you need. My guest today is like no other. He literally cannot be put into a box. Joey Yak Piper is breaking into the more traditional world of copywriting and marketing, but his take on this specialty is unprecedented. Joey is a business rapper. I don't even know how to compartmentalize him, so I just want to come at you with some quick facts about Joey. He's an original, putting his signature spin, his spirit, his spark, his monstrous talent on anything that he does for all of his clients. You can find him on YouTube and you'll be thoroughly entertained. Just this morning, I was listening and watching one of his videos, actually. He talks about getting ready to upsell your clientele. Joey reached out to me probably about a month ago. I was unaware that what he is doing is resonating with some of the biggest names in our industry. Brad Lee, Gary V, Billy Jean. He's going to be speaking about some of the highest producers that he's working with. And he is creating some fire content that is making these people even more memorable than they already are. Making their brands even more memorable than they already are. If, if that's even a possibility. And it is because of Joey. He is a sweetheart of a person. He is genuine, always on tap and on point. I am so delighted to have him in the digital sick biz studio today. Please welcome Joey Yak Piper. So I want to dive right into it with you. And the first question that we ask is, how did you get to where you are today? So make sure that you're letting people know what you do. So what you do right now. We'll just give them a little sneak preview before you get going. What you do right now is create freaking epic rap marketing content, but not just rap. You're musically trained. Are you classically trained? I guess you can answer that in your elevator speech. Yeah, I mean, it's um, honestly what I do now is put my melody to your message. Everyone has a story and it's, uh, you know, we learn from music, right? And it's we learn the ABCs through music. Like it's just <laughs> nowadays it's therapeutic. Like it was a therapy session for me for music my whole entire life. And it's like now I finally realized for one that this is a real solution. People are out here with so much knowledge and wisdom, but their content is whack. And I am such a a nerd now when it comes to reading. And it's like, I mean, you know, I, I even created a hip hop Bibles because 
when I found, you know, my inner me, you know, I don't, I'm, I have a relationship with, you know, my higher power and not, not religious or anything. And whoever is religious, cool, awesome, if it works for you. But I could not read that Bible at all. So I had to make uh, like a hip hop Bibles of me talking Proverbs. And like, that's, I was like, oh, this is dope. You know, like people need this, but I was doing it for me because I wanted to learn so much, you know, but um, you want me to just break it down on how I really got to today? Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, I hope you have a link to that hip hop Bible because we want to share that. Like, that's yeah. amazing. That's incredible. Yeah, sure. yeah, because a lot of people are so stuck in. Well, and I understand what you're saying because I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I'm a recovering Catholic. So um, uh, and you too. totally know what I'm saying. Yeah, like I'm done with guilt. You can right. have it. I don't want it anymore. But there are some very fundamental lessons. I don't even know if we want to call them lessons, but just learnings, you know, through life that we can take away from the Bible. But I just don't think we need to be thumped on the head about it mm -mm, all the time. All, yeah, exactly. Mean, and and we'll I'll get real like, you know, I think we're about me and you are about to kick it on here. Like we're about <laughs> to go we're about to be everywhere. But I think uh, after. You know, GAC stands for you already know. And let me tell everyone that's listening, if you don't know by the end of this episode, you probably never will because this is what it is. This is what you get. Um, and, you know, this is me. So let, let me start like this. Like, so I'm 26 years old right now and I have been doing music since the age of nine, 10, right? Like actually like recording and stuff. And when I was nine years old, you know, from birth to nine years old, I probably had like a the American dream that you would think of, right? As far as like my parents being happy, you know, I had a older sister and I was a soccer player and I was a complete freaking stud. And, and like, that's what I was growing up to be a complete soccer stud. That's what, you know, at the nine years old, that's what I thought it was. So my dad, he wasn't the typical, let's wake up on a Saturday morning and watch cartoons. He was he put me in his uh, Oldsmobile and we would battle each other, like really rap battle. Like I grew up on the KRS-One, Boogie Down Production, MC Shan. So it's like I'm all the way where hip hop started, right? At nine, 10 years old and I'm I'm getting it, you know, and I'm just freestyling. And we saw Ali from the St. Lunatics, which is uh, Nelly's group when Nelly, they just popped off. And I'm from St. Louis, which is our hometown. So it was just absolutely incredible. Like he made St. Louis, you know, he put us on the map. So when we saw Ali at the fireworks stand, my dad looked at him and he was like, yo, like, I know who you are. Like, you guys are killing it. You're putting our city on the map, but you're missing one thing. And he was like, oh, word, what's that? He was like, a white boy. <laughs> and, and this is 2001. So like, you know, Country Grammar, like I said, his album, they just blew up. And he was like a white boy. And like, he was like, look, man, I'm not letting you leave until you listen to me. So my dad was trying to sell himself. Now, I was in the back seat like, oh, my gosh, like my dad's embarrassing. But like <laughs> me just being me, I started beatboxing on my chest. And like my dad was like, get him, Jay, get him. And I just I, I actually now I knew. Uh, so this guy named D Nice, he was an old school rapper and he had this verse. He was like, my name is D Nice, although I hate to admit it. And it's a whole verse. But I switched D Nice with Jay Fresh. And that's what I used to go. That's when my dad went by. My name is Jay Fresh, although I hate. To, and I stole the whole verse. And he looked at me and he was like, yo, like, like my dad's name's Joe. He was like, look, Joe, like, not, I don't know about you, but your son back here, I see him being like the white Bow Wow, you know, like yeah. Bow Wow back then was huge. Like that basketball, that little song was all popping. 
And he was like, I see Disney, like, I, I see this. And back then, you know, the white rappers weren't really out, but, you know, like Eminem just came out and stuff. But basically, with that being said, like, he took our phone number down. He called us 15 minutes later. He was like, yo, I'm not playing. Like, I see, I see something huge with this, right? So to make a long story short, like, that was my factor of, like, I'm doing music like th like it, it's in me, you know, and like, yeah, at the time, I didn't know how dope my older sister was as well, like a monster. So I'm like, wow, this is in the family. But they got so big to the point where we kind of lost touch with them. Right. But like I said, that thing was stilled in me. Like, I never forgot that moment. And like, you know, my sister for uh, bought Pro Tools, which is the recording software. And like, I just got addicted to like trying to teach myself how to really record and you know, write music. And I was horrible. I was awful. Right. But I didn't care. It was like my therapy. Like I said, well, my dad being my best friend, man, like he got, he, he says it now and it's, it's amazing. Cause he's clean, but he hit the crack pipe and he said he blinked and 15 years went by. So remember I was living this American dream lifestyle. I thought, you know, we never moved. And then we went to another house. And then my dad lost the house and lost the cars. And then one day, you know, in my mind, cause I was so young, I didn't see all the little stuff that I would see today he's gone. And like, I'm, I'm living with my mom and we're at her mom, my grandma's house. And it was just all messed up. And that's when life's really, you know, it, it literally in a blink of an eye, I felt like what, what happened? Like what's going on? I lost my best friend. I lost my dad. Where is he? And, um, you know, I was doing shows and all that stuff with one of my buddies, um, that went to middle school with me. And, you know, everyone thought it was funny that I was this little rapper now. Cause I was the soccer player, you know, but it's just who my dad was. But when he got addicted to, you know, crack and everything, you know, I start, you know, I get into high school. I went to a Catholic high school and which, oh my gosh, I, I left that high school, not even knowing what Jesus and God, like the difference. We'll get into that. But basically <laughs> I went to, yeah, it was crazy. I cheated my whole way through that freaking school, but <laughs> I, went, I went, yeah, it's real though. It's real. Like I went into high school though, like made varsity my uh, freshman year as a soccer player, like you know, I'm making a little bit of money doing shows here and there with, uh, you know, some of my buddies coming to the shows and stuff. Like, it was cool. Like, oh, Joey's got a show. Let's go, you know. But in high school, it started like, yo, like, I'm really going to do this. I started opening up for acts. And then um, my senior year or well, sophomore year, that's when I started kind of like drinking and smoking weed and all that stuff. And I was always scared to start because I seen that my dad got addicted to crack. And like, I mean, crack, mm -hmm. that's heavy, right? So, I remember the first time I got drunk, man, like uh, I started bawling my eyes out like I'm going to be like my dad. I'm going to be just like my dad. And Aww. it's funny now. But like back then I was tripping. I was lost. I was a little boy with no male role model. I lost my best friend. But so senior year comes around. And remember, like they got all big and popular Nelly and all them. And mm -hmm. like we lost touch. So now it's like 10, 10 plus years later. And um, I, I got kicked out of that Catholic high school. Right. Nice job. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks after our state final, which we came in second place. So I got kicked out. You know, they said, hey, like, you know, you owe a whole bunch of tuition because we didn't have any type of money. My mom was living off child support and like she was wrecked, man. Real Like that, that shit with my dad hurt her. Like we never expected him to hit that crack pipe and be gone. You know, he was gone. Like my mom never expected it. But anyways, I got kicked out of there. I was scared to leave home. I got all these D1 scholarships. I don't want to drag this story on because I'm, I'm very passionate about this because I know <laughs> Everything was preparation until now, but I, I, I turned down all my D1 scholarships, whatever, and I chose to go to a Lewis and Clark uh, community college over there in Godfrey, Illinois, and they gave me a free uh, apartment with my buddies. You know, I'm from North County, St. Louis, and we just kicked it. Like, we freaking 
kicked it. And going, I went over to England because the first year I just bullshitted around. No one cared. I got that freshman 15 real quick because all I ate was some pizza. That's all I eat. I love pizza still to this day, though. But I go to England. I play soccer over there, and I get the MVP of the little tournament that we're in with this Olympic development team. So I come back home, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to take this uh, this season serious, and I'm about to go all out. Well, third game of that, right, I broke my leg. And oh, my God. The next day, my my girlfriend at the time, which is my fiance now, told me she was pregnant and like I was blacked out drunk and everything was happening and now I realize like if 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 that wouldn't happen I would have went probably to England and played soccer so like hey there was a plan like he had a God had to hold it up like yo uh uh you're gonna go all the way with this I need to I need to cause some uh confusion right now I need to interrupt this (laughs) thing right now so at the time you already know I didn't know but I dropped out I was like yo I gotta go get a job all right, long story short, I know I'm dragging this. I'm sorry. I'm ADD. Yeah, you're good. You're good. A, B, C, D, all of that shit. That's for sure. But <laughs> I drop out. I say, yo, I'm going like Yak Boy Fresh is born. That was my stage name at the time. And remember, remember though, Ali, St. Lunatics, Nelly, I get a phone call. And I've seen them from time to time, but it was never like a, hey, yo, like, are you going to sign me type stuff? My dad would like, my dad found out where he lived and he, like before he hit the crack pipe and he would go to like Ali's house on Saturday mornings after we're battling. Like he wasn't playing. He was like, we're getting it in, but he's gone now. <laughs> I get a phone call while I'm at work at Lufus Kia uh, being a porter. And this, you know who this is? Hey, hey, Joey. I'm like, no, who is it? I'm behind a trash can, like hiding from my boss. He was like, it's Ali from the St. Lunatics. I want, I want you to meet me at Dirty NT Studio. So I did, and long story short, he signed me, um, and now I got a record deal. And I'll tell you what, like I thought I was the 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 dude. I quit my job. I was selling weed out of my mom's basement, and like I thought I I got the job as the manager. When now I realize, yo, I wasn't even ready to be the the janitor. Like I think yeah. that I got it. I'm ready. I'm a 19 year old boy with uh you know like a six month you know a uh, six month old kid like uh, my baby girl Kylie Ray like. I'm in my mom's basement selling weed with a record deal, and I'm so confused. I'm an alcoholic. Like, I'm ratchet. I used to call myself Go-Go Gadget Ratchet for real. Okay, so let's talk about that now. So you you had fabulous success, though, but then you chose to walk away from it. So check this so, out. And and I think this that, real quick. So like, now, go to the next thing. I got signed. I, I walked away from it eight months later. I met Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. I ended up doing a nationwide tour with them. I, I'm from Hazelwood, North County, St. Louis. I'm Hazelwood, not Hollywood. I ended up in Hollywood kicking it with like Miley Cyrus and, you know, Mike Will and all these big names. And I was so empty and lost and I was an alcoholic. It was wake up, pop an Adderall, go to sleep, pop a Xanax and drink myself to sleep. You know, I'm 21, 22, flying first class on a guilt trip because remember, my dad's a crackhead, gone, yeah. and I feel like I'm doing the same thing to my daughter. I walked away from all that and like where we were just about to get to, I came back to Hazelwood, called my fiance, I said, babe, I'm about to hold it down for us. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. never looked back, ever, which, what were you about to say? So, And then I'll lead to, you know, how I kind of got here. I know I dragged that on, I'm sorry, I'm freaking ADD. It's all good. It's all good. No, seriously, it's all good. Everybody's story is different, and this is your so show, so I want man. you. I know you are. I know, and you have so much to share. So you walked away from success. So you have a very unique perspective 
on looking at success. And I'm sure you can see other people. This is this is the big thing right now. I'm going to be the entrepreneur right now. I'm going to be the influencer. I'm going to be the I'm going to be the voice. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to have these followers. I'm going to monetize and all this stuff. And I'm sure you can look at people and see that they are going after the wrong stuff. They're seeking fame for the wrong reasons. You found yourself in that position. What do you want to tell people who might be kind of blind right now and who need some help restructuring their perspective? It's, it's, you're chasing the devil. It's, it's literally, you never, you know, here's one thing. People sit back and watch other people and a lot, you, you cannot be successful and you cannot be happy until you're at peace with yourself. I tell people like the hardest prison to escape is your own mind. My biggest enemy was my inner me. I didn't know who Joey was. I didn't know yeah. anything like that. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting what I thought I wanted, but when while I'm there and getting it, I'm not even falling in love with the process because I don't know what I'm going after. You know, it's like if you can't be happy in the now, you'll never be happy. I, I, I do all my theme music in an RV in my backyard, two bedroom house that none of it I own. And I'm the happiest I ever been, which now I know talent will get you there, but character will keep you there. So it's so important that you, you first things first, before you even find what you want to do, you need to find peace with yourself and know who you are. Because everyone, if you're not at peace with yourself, the inner me is going to be the enemy of your whole entire life, it, period. You know, like yeah, that is what it is. And it's hard because I think people get very caught up in competition. I'm uh, today, even there has been multiple times where I've been talking to people, talking to clients, talking to authors, and they're talking about imposter syndrome. They're talking about, we're talking about the balance between ego and humility. Because to be an artist and to put yourself out there, to be an entrepreneur, to, to put your own brainchild out there and say, here it is, world. I believe it's good enough to help you. First of all, I think you need to come from a place of help. But here it is, world. I, I believe this is good enough to help you. And two, it's to make sure that you keep that ego in check so it's healthy to believe, to put it out there. But then it's not so, it just hasn't, run over you so then you believe like you're the best thing since sliced bread you know because that is not and that and that's what people battle with I think that's what they they come up against these mindset obstacles where it's like well I want to believe that I'm that I'm good I want to believe those things but I'm afraid if I do that that wicked ego is going to come in and it's going to turn me into a person I don't even like and I don't even know I think that right there, what you're saying, it goes back to being at peace with yourself because mm -hmm. I, I remember being on tour. I had a full-blown band. I was on tour with Stevie Stone, um, and there, there's this guy named Binks, and I even tell him this now. Little white dude, like two years older than me, you know, um, had, had a similar story and was off the chain. I had a full band with me, and we're killing it, right? But, like, he would go up there by himself, and, like, I would envy it. I wouldn't envy it because it, like, I envied it because he looked like he knew who he was. And when he was talking, he knew it. I was performing knowing I didn't want to be there because I didn't feel like I belonged there because like, you know, it, it's just like finding your niche. Like the, the people I was torn with, like I'm, I, I say I'm the five, five white guy. Like 
I wasn't supposed to be with Bone. I wasn't supposed to be with Stevie Stone. I was supposed to be with Justin Bieber and stuff. Like, you know, finding your niche. That's like somebody that, you know, only fixes your right foot. And they're over there with freaking, you know, brain surgeons. Like, you just feel out of place. Like, I'm not (laughs) supposed to be here, bro. Like, at all. So right there, I looked at him. I said, I I used to envy you and, like, not, you know, not hate on you. But, like, like I said, envy it because I wasn't at peace with myself and like I and going to come to think about it he says he's like yo like you know like I feel you but like everybody's still trying to find peace with themselves like he wasn't even all the way there right but he yeah. was he was a brain surgeon as the analogy I just said he was supposed to be there it fit him that fit his niche right but people are people are worried about their ego because oh man like this is gonna make me this and this but like when you when you one realize there's enough for everyone to get you know like there really is man and now i I realize it's not about joey at all like gary v says everyone wants to be number one but like you could be a solid ass number two three four like what what like why do you have to be number one and what i realized when he said that like i had that it factor about me like i'm like even when i try to walk away from what i'm doing like it's always pulled me back because it's my calling man like every time i would get you know in a comp or to step into your calling, you got to step out of your comfort zone. I always say that. And like yeah. when I was getting comfortable, uh-uh, my calling wasn't playing that. It was like, no, homie, come on. We're, I got to snatch you out. Cause you're going to get, <laughs> you're going to chill. Right. So basically it's like people, people are competing with everyone else. And it's like, you got to compete with yourself. And like during, yes. like, yeah, that's what it totally is. Did. It is because you know what? People will say, well, I'm going to look at this guy over here and this is how I want my journey to be. I want to have that kind of same success. I want to do this. I want to live in a house by the ocean. I want to have this spouse, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Like you have to be comfortable with yourself. Like right now I'm sitting on a porch overlooking our backyard. There's a big, huge tree back there. My dog is like at my feet. You can hear the birds sometimes. Sometimes kids come out and play. And it's not the mansion on the block, but you know what? It's a happy place because I'm doing what makes me happy, which is talking to people like you, talking about your dreams. And you have to get down to that base level of what your calling is. And when you have a calling that is so strong, you don't have a damn choice. You know, It's like if somebody, somebody could say to me, um, I'll give you a million dollars to stop writing forever today. And I would go. I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) I would just, I would take your money and be lying in your face. So you have to get to that base point. That is what is missing in entrepreneurialism today. So I want to make a shift with you because when we first talked about having you on here, we talked about having an epic rap battle. Oh, Oh, Lord. You want to do it, huh? I want to do it. I wrote a rap. I wrote a rap. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's throw it. (laughs) Let's hear it. Okay. Entrepreneurship. It is a sick biz. We want success like a rocket ship. But being ill is a big trip. A cycle of meds. Too early to bed. A cycle of greens. Being absent from scenes. But what is the proof that the fire is you? The spark is your life. Your ticket to the most high. No friend, you're not done. Brilliant life just begun. One steps, two steps. Reach the top. Oh boy, don't you know the money's only begun to drop? Hang on. Hold tight, the game you've been tripping's about to take flight. Oh no, you're not done. Baby, your crazy, blessed life has just begun. 
Ooh, look at you go. <laughs> I love it. And you practice that thing. I did it only like three times. I love Seriously, it. I, love I wrote it. I I love writing, so I but I never put it to music. My husband's a musician, so like one day he wrote a song about how I'm crazy like a coconut, and it was just like, <laughs> it was just like awesome. So, but that is so I can do the writing part, but like the music, and eh, I could maybe play a recorder. You put one in my hand, and then had like this, you know, like the preschooler. Like here's A is the red button, and B is the <laughs> so right. let's. Okay, so answer it, Joey. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, look, there's a couple rules when businesses they need work. This is an investment, not a bill. That's a B word. I don't do nothing for free first. You need my biz. I don't need yours. I'm like a truck driver at UPS. We ain't allowed to reverse. Nah, they need to pay me more the way I'm bringing them jobs, making all dough for my car flow. No script. Improv. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hell, I was broke, so I fixed it. I close deals, Napoleon Hill. I think and grow riches. Now they say I'm overrated. That makes me motivated. I treated my cubicle like my own corporation. CEO of my life. I run it like a business. Y'all can keep that salary. I'm on a mission for commission. This battle, you'll regret it. Call the paramedics real fast. Cause me, Joey Yak. Just body bag this podcast. Now, look, my <laughs> melody, your message, you already know. And if you don't, by the end of this episode, you probably never will. Joey Yak, I am the studio CEO. Let's grow. <laughs> Damn, yes. That was That's funny. So badass. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You body bag the podcast. Body bag. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like we're in the ring. Like, yeah. I can't wait to kick it with you in person. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Oh, my God. Okay. So this time totally flew. We have one last question for you. And sometimes I say, I ask people these questions and they go, I uh, I don't think that's going to happen to you. I think you're on it. Like you were born on point. You were like, mom, I'm out. I'm on point. Let's go. So here, what is the one thing people don't know about you? One thing that people don't know about me is I, I literally, I never, one thing that people don't know about me is I was so insecure. Like people, you know, see me and see this, oh, Joey, he's this, he's that. But like, when I like and I tell people, you know, I was lost and, you know, now I'm found I'm sober. And but like I'm telling you, I was so insecure. That's why it's like I really lost the battle to win the war. What I mean by that is I literally went through all my pain so I could teach you. It's OK. And like that, like as simple as that. And then if you don't mind me touching on this, please let me because it's in my heart, like really to say this right now. But it's yeah. like people, people look at someone else and see and think like he wasn't tripping or he he wasn't where I am or you don't know how I felt. It's like, look, homie, just because I got all this success 
It was like I was chasing the devil. You don't get it. You can't feel me. You can't like 2020 vision with your eyesight, but you ain't got 2020 vision with my life. And that's real. And the same thing with me and your life. But I know one thing. Every obstacle was created to make it an opportunity. How do I find my purpose, Joey? How do I find my calling? I look at him and I say, dude, what's your pain right now? That's oh, your my purpose. God. Yes. Take your pain. Oh, my present God. It Take your pain, package it up, and present it as a product. Take your passion, package it up, and present it as a product. Take your take your pain, your passion, take your past, and present it as a product, package it up, and do it. it obstacle, obstacles are only made for opportunities. Everyone has lost a battle to win the war. Plain and simple, but you have to get your character intact because talent will only get you half of the way. And that's so real. And you got to start reading and getting your knowledge and getting this wisdom and go at these. I'm an old soul, man. I surrounded myself with a lot of older people. And it's like, wow, now I'm edutaining. I'm educating in an entertaining way, putting my melody to people's message. But let me tell you something. That's just my get in. I'm going to tear this world apart. I'm watching these little young bucks like doing what they're doing and getting this fame and I, I mean, they they're gonna, they might hate me, but I'm going to keep it 100 with them. I'm not going to, you know, hit them over the head with no Bible or nothing, but I'm going to be this hip Joey that it's like, hey, it's cool to be sober. I'm two years sober, like a couple days ago was my two year, not one sip of alcohol. It's uh, like, I, yes. I, I have a relationship with God. I'm hip. You want to be me? You want, you want this glow? I'll show you how. I'll show you how to take that purpose and package it up, man. And it's, it's, it's so simple. It sounds so simple, but like, it's like, what are you listening to, bro? Like, Bad company you, corrupts good character. 1 Corinthians yeah. 15, 33. And I ain't going to Bible thump on them or nothing. But I'll say, <laughs> are, are you listening to trap music? Because, like, when I listen to rap trap music, I wanted to sell weed. So it's like, hold up. let It's not about just the people you hang around. But what are you letting come through your stereo? Me, yeah. I'm, I wake up. I go to the gym. It's a podcast. Or it's like a, a motivational Eric Thomas Les Brown. Or, or you might catch me on Joy FM with the Christian hip-hop and stuff like Everyone thinks all this stuff is corny, but the corny stuff leads to confidence. Shut me up, because I'm telling you, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> you but are on fire. Soul, man. You, I'm you. telling you, bigger <laughs> than music. That's my way in to get with these, you know, like I, I always say it. I'm the studio CEO. I put my melody to your message to seven-figure entrepreneurs. I always say seven figures. You know why? Because I used to say, Oh, I don't care about money. It takes to make the money to realize it's not about the money. But then I realized money was just a tool to be more effective. Yeah. So now oh it's like, God. put me in front of the money. Let me grab all the money and watch me produce it properly. I'm not going to, you know, I might gotta have something nice and, you know, uh, uh, get a better house for me and my family. But guess what? That's my bonus. If I lost all that, you can take everything away from me, but you can't take away my experience. I'm 26 years old. And let me tell you, I've lived more than a lot of people will ever live. And I'm just getting started. It's like, Amen. if you're not dead, you're not done, period. You're not growing, you're done. Amen. And I know that you are, you're just ready to explode. You're ready to burst because you learned all these things about yourself. Yes, exactly. What's his name? Uh, Inky Johnson, I think his name is. He said, stay prepared for an opportunity that may never come rather than, you know, the opportunity approach you and you're not ready. So when I got signed, when I toured, like I wasn't at peace, my character wasn't there. And now I know that was preparation to my promise and what, what it is right now. Like I'm doing songs with Brad Lee and I'm sending him three, four bangers 
to him in an hour. And it's like, yo, you think that's talented, but like that 45 minutes to an hour was 10 to 15 years of preparation. Yeah. 10 to 15 years of losing the battle. Cause I engineer, I'm, I remember I, with Pro Tools, like I record everything myself, mix it myself. I don't produce, I just get that from other producers. But it's like, I have, I, my, I'm telling you, like I'm gonna make my money like being the studio CEO, awesome. But I wanna help other artists. I wanna help other people that are getting to fame. I wanna, I was a teen dad. Okay, cool. I, I decided that I was a teen dad so I can look at other teen dads and tell them it's okay. I got yeah. through it. You'll be doing it. My dad, whoa, hold on. My dad became a crackhead. So now he's clean because my heart is pure. I let go. I said, dad, the only thing I haven't done yet is tried to save you and tried to help you. Come here. Dude's like six months clean now and we're going to rehabs together. I don't document none of that because I don't need to because That's it's for amazing. my heart. It's not for the public yet, but we're going to rehabs as a son of like, like father, like son type thing. And I'm looking at him. I'm bawling my eyes out while we're doing it. He's like, Jay, I'm so sorry. I said, no, homie, you went through that. You lost the battle so we could win the war. This is bigger than us, way yeah. bigger than us. So let's change the motherfucking world. Awesome. And that's a perfect note. That's a perfect note to end on. Sorry, we're changing the world. You're changing the no apologies or change. Don't ever apologize for being yourself. That's why we have so many people on here because there are so many different listeners. There's going to be people who listen to you and they go, yep, I get exactly what he's saying. I'm going to apply that to my, to my life. That's why we have so many different people on there. That's why it's not just, I don't do a, a podcast. Like some people do. It's like, ah, oh, it's my podcast. I'm going to tell you different things today. No, because it's all coming then from my perspective. And I don't think it's fair to people. I think we have a right and we have a responsibility to share our stories. And Joey, you killed it today. Thank you so much for being on. Joey Yak Piper is not only a fun and energetic individual. The reason that we wanted him to come on the Sick Biz Buzz and share his story is because he is living proof that there's always something that you can do in your home that you love to generate income. This is the best time to be sick or disabled or going through some sort of treatment or maybe you're trying to wrap your mind around a mental health condition, whatever you're attempting to manage, however you are attempting to balance your life, we all have something. There's a way for you to work from home. You can enjoy coffee in your own kitchen, seeing your children whenever you want, go for a lunch date with your spouse. This is a new way of living and working, and we have never benefited more than these advancements in technology helping us when we're not feeling 100%. To get in touch with Joey, please reach out to him on Facebook at Joey Yak, as in you already know, which is the coolest, and now I want my middle name to be an acronym. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. Reviews like yours give our show a boost and get our content into more ears all over the place. We want to thank the Good Men Project again for having our back, and we want to thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us. Be well.